Hello there, so I'm back with a review of Venom Let There Be Carnage, this will be a non-spoiler review, just for just a heads up, so there won't be any spoilers in this review if you haven't seen it yet. And of course it's the sequel to 2018's Venom, stars once again Tom Hardy, and this time also Woody Harrelson is the main villain in it, uh, Cletus Cassidy, who ends up getting, becoming Carnage, one of Venom's big enemies, so overall, let me put it to you this way, in the bluntest way possible. Whatever you thought about the first film, whether you liked it, didn't like it, was so-so on it, you'll probably feel the exact same thing about this film. That's basically what I mean. Whether you liked it, loved it, hated it, disliked it, whatever. Whereas, I think this was good, but not quite great. Kind of like the first film. So I feel almost they're in the same ballpark area. That For me, I feel almost identical for this film as I did about the first one. And I'll tell you why. Structure-wise, it reminds me so much of the first film as well. Like the the second half of this this film is much stronger than the first half, just like the first one. And then, so it's almost identical in that sense. Whereas, with the first one, I think you almost feel you're getting to know the whole the whole uh, character and that, and you kind of expect it to take a little bit longer to get going. This one really should have hit the ground running a lot quicker, I would feel, and expectations were a bit higher for this one. Maybe that's on me with that, and I think the trailers were fantastic for this one. This it honestly had the look of that it could actually be one of those sequels that actually blows away its predecessor. However, yeah, it's, it's in the same ballpark, is it? It's still good, still worth seeing, still a follow-up, definitely a thumbs up, but not as great as it could have been. That's what I would say about this one. And one of the reasons is, there are moments in this film that are very funny, laugh out loud funny, in fact. Most of them, though, have been in the trailer. There's a problem, maybe the trailers were too good for this film, that almost made it look better than it actually was. It's one of those ones, and Sony do have a bad habit of doing that, actually, putting everything in their trailers. So, kind of worrying for Ghostbusters Afterlife a little bit, but, oh well, I won't... Hopefully not, but still, like I say, I don't want to sound like I'm ragging on this film too much, but I'll just get the negatives out of the way first of all, because there are a few flaws, which is why I say it's good but not great, and like I said, um, the, the Eddie and Venom relationship, again, this was, this was probably the best thing about the first film, and it felt natural almost, like it, it felt organic, whereas this time, I can see why they went this route, and there was a lot of this in the trailer, all the funniest bits, for the most part, there's a couple of funny lines that aren't in the trailer, but for the most part, they're, they're bickering, the best bits of their bickering have been in the trailer, and they've almost, they've seen how well and how, how well it worked the first time, they've almost went at it, they've almost overplayed it a little bit, to the, to the point where it kind of gets a borderline annoying at times, it's just, okay, we've, we've got, we get it, okay, move on, kind of get the plot moving, go and see some other stuff in this film. And the other thing is, you might have heard about the, the scene where Venom goes to a rave. Not really a spoiler, because it's been out there before the film was released, so, you know, the whole thing about Venom going to the rave, okay, the idea is fine in principle. It's actually quite, a, it could have been a fun sequence, a fun scene, but it doesn't really work. And it feels like they're trying to... Like shoehorn an agenda in when it really doesn't need to be there. It just feels, oh look, 
it almost feels like, oh look, here's an agenda, let's pat ourselves on the back. Whereas if the scene had been funny and entertaining, then it wouldn't have mattered so much. But it really wasn't. It just kind of, it's just kind of there, and I just kind of roll my eyes at it. So that's that. That's kind of the negatives out of the way. I would say. However, there are a lot of po- oh, there are, oh, actually, no, they're not. Because there's another one other thing. <clears throat> Cletus Cassidy's, but the way they explain Cletus Cassidy's backstory is actually quite disappointing. It's just oh, really, we're there. That's it. These could have been covered in a in a flashback scene in the opening scene in five minutes. It would have added just five minutes to the running time, right before the whatever the the opening scene that that is there. It would have been quite satisfying. It would have got the film off to a real bang, and it would have it would honestly have have really fleshed out the character a lot more. But the way they explain his backstory is just kind of. Uh, yeah, just uh, really that it type thing, and it really and, and the thing is the film's only ninety seven minutes. You put this five minute scene right at the start of the film, it wouldn't have it would not have hurt the pace in one jot. Now, having said that, let's go on to the positives, and there are quite a lot of them to be fair. And the biggest positive of all is speaking of Cletus Cassidy, Woody Harrelson, absolutely fantastic. This film's quality goes up. Every time he is on screen, every time he's on screen, the film, the quality of this film just shoots up. He is absolutely tremendous in this film. We all knew he would be, and here we are. He is. He's got some great action scenes in this. The Carnage Jailbreak, tremendous scene. You've got another great action scene as well with him and the the Shriek. Uh, she was good too. It was then Naomi Harris that played her. She didn't have a lot of screen time, but she made the most of it. What she had, so she was really good. There was a great action scene as well before the finale, and the finale, of course, when Venom and Carnage go at it. Superb. It is absolutely brilliant. Fantastic fights. Well, well, I just said fights there. That would imply they're plural. There's just one fight between Venom and Carnage, and it's a doozer, an absolute belter. This is where I think, because if the film had lived up to that quality... Like, the final third of this film is tremendous, like, really awesome, and it really leaves you going off with a good feeling. If it had lived up to this, this would have been a great film rather than just, you know, a good film. But it, the the Phenom and Carnage fight does deliver, but it kind of makes you wish you've seen more of the two of them together on screen, and more moments like this. It does kind of make you wish that. That's what I would say. And of course, you can't have them fighting all the way through the film. It would get monotonous. But you could uh, space them out. Well, that's one thing that Godzilla versus Kong done brilliantly is it actually spaced out the screen the screen time between that. You had the fight about half an hour in, and then you had the big fight at the end. They actually the pacing of that film was great, so they actually got it spot on. Whereas this one, you just are left wanting a little bit more. I suppose that's better than not want not better than regretting watching it at all. But here you are. It is what it is. And of course Tom Hardy is great again, as Eddie Brock really deli- delivers. Michelle Williams gets a bit more to do, she was great in this as well. I think she was wasted mostly in the first one, but she got a bit more to do. And Mrs Chan, the, the, the shop owner, has more to do as well. And she has one great scene in particular. So, And I would say the second half of this film was actually great fun, really great fun. It's, and I will say this, the, the pacing is only 97 minutes, even though the first half an hour or so I wasn't. there were was certain flaws with it. 
the film never dragged. I mean, it zips along at a cracking pace. I mean, the time just flew by sitting there watching it. And overall, I had a really good time with this film. And I would watch it again. I could probably buy it on, either buy it on DVD or Blu-ray or record it off TV when it comes on TV. So it's a film I would watch again and could watch multiple times. And to be fair, I might like it even more the more I watch it. So kind of like, the, I watched the first Venom again a couple of weeks ago. That was actually the most I enjoyed it. So there you go. It might improve over time, so it's in the same ballpark as the first one, basically what I'm saying is, as I said before, whatever you thought about the first film, chances are you'll feel the same way about Venom, let there be carnage, which is fine, it's for me, I liked it, didn't love it, could have loved it, and it's maybe, there's moments where you sort of could see how great it could have been, which is maybe slightly frustrating, slightly frustrating, however, Overall, it's a big thumbs up still. It's a thoroughly enjoyable film. But it's not going to... Not going to trouble the... the, uh, the, the Not going to come close to the absolute top tier comic book movies. But Which is fine, though. Not everyone has to be like that. So, you know, it is what it is. And, of course, definitely stay for the mid credit scene. Because that is a cracker. That is great. So, definitely stay for that. So, overall, it's still a thumbs up for Venom's Let There Be Carnage. It could have been better, but it's still a good one, still well worth your time if you liked the first Venom, and if you didn't, well, move along, that's what I would say. But, there you have it. So, I'm possibly going to see Halloween Kills tonight, so if I do that, I'll review that tomorrow. So, uh, thanks ever so much for taking the time to listen, and goodbye.